So, um, Heather and I have just come back. We were at uh, Torquay last uh, Sunday. We have the privilege of traveling all over uh, the South, London, etc., and enjoying God and enjoying the thing of great church down there. And we also take the time to walk some of the Southwest Path. We've done it once, and we're starting to do bits of it again. And when you walk the Southwest Path, if you do a 15, 18 mile stretch, the one thing you really look forward to is the pub or the restaurant at the end of the day. I mean, it's all worth it when you actually arrive at a pub. But the weird thing is, I don't know if you've noticed this if you go out walking or even across Bristol, that the signs outside of pubs and restaurants is becoming a little bit more generic, a little bit more, I don't quite know what I'm getting here. Fouille de la mer. I mean, suddenly I'm meant to be French, and I'm meant to understand what this means, but it sounds good, doesn't it? It sounds like I need to enter into a French mode as I walk into this restaurant. I'd like the fruit de la mer, s'il vous plaît. And, uh, but what they're going to serve up, I haven't got a clue. I mean, imagine them serving up, and you've got a big bowl, and you've got sea anemones and starfish in it, and that's the fruit de la mer. I mean, you'd be a little bit offended, wouldn't you? Well, I didn't really know what I was going for. Or how about seasonal vegetables? Suddenly, I've got to be agricultural. I sort of know, you know, I go in, I like the seasonal vegetables, please. Well, there's some turnip. I didn't want turnip or swede. I wanted something more now, nice, you know, but that's in season. Do you know, when it comes to the church, I believe most people in our nation haven't got a clue what we're about. I believe we're as generic as those signs. Come to church. Why? Well, because we're nice. Is that it? No, 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 no. We, 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 uh, we sing songs. Yeah, what? Is that it? What, what are we alive on planet? What does this church exist for? What do your life exist for? And I believe that so often for the church, we are in a day when people are crying out for truth and wondering where, where to turn for truth. I think the church is banal. I think the Christians are living lives way beyond, below what God wants for them. And you're coming as a church into a season of prayer, and I commend you for that. And I want to try as best I can in this short period of time to not tell you why you should be praying, because I, I guess most of you who are Christians in this room will say, yeah, I know God wants us to pray, but I want to try and help you how you can pray. So if you had a New Year's resolution, I want to get more serious in God, I want to get more serious with the Bible, I want to get more serious in the ministry I'm doing, I want to get more serious in prayer, this is a message that I want you to take away from today, because you're not going to get it all in the next 20 minutes. I'm going to fly through this. But if you take one thing or two things from this, I promise you it will bear fruit in your life throughout the whole year. And by the way, it's not a legalistic bang you over the head, come on, why aren't you praying? This is how to pray, come on, get there, pray. This is a, this is a, a, a story of my life, my, Heather and my life, and it's meant to equip you and, and serve you well. So... Um, the heading of this sermon is, in the day-to-day, -day, take time to pray, because that's my aim. In the day-to-day, -day, in your day-to-day, -day, in every day, I want to help you to pray. And we're going to look at a passage of Scripture, and uh, in John chapter 14, I'm going to read some verses where Jesus has just told the disciples that he is going and to not let their hearts be troubled. And in verse 5, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. 
So how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and you have seen me. You have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. And Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even if after I've been among you for such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I tell you, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so the Son may bring glory to the Father and you may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. If you love me, you will obey what I command. And I'll ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. In the day-to-day, take time to pray. And uh, the desire to pray is not what is the problem with the church. The desire for a Christian to say, actually, I'd like to be more of a prayer warrior. I'd like to be more of a person who shares my faith. I'd like to be a person who really knows their Bible. There's nothing wrong in those desires. They're very godly desires, but desire without discipline derails good intentions. Really important you understand that. I'd really like to be a football player in the premiership. I'd I'd love to be a songwriter. I'd love to be a a musician. I'd love to be, I'd love to do all those things. And I'd just like to pick up a guitar and just just do it. No, no, you you need to train. You need to learn how to play musical instruments. It takes weeks, years and years of practice, practice, practice. And you gradually become acclimatized to that gift, that musical instrument. So it is, brothers and sisters, when you hear an encouragement by your elders, we're going to give a month to prayer. We want to help you to pray more this year. Desire isn't the issue. It's the discipline that you need to help you know how to pray. It's like I want to illustrate it by thinking of your garden and thinking of climbing roses or clematis or or something beautiful, a plant you want to show for all its glory without a trellis. Those climbing plants just wither and die amongst all the foliage. And so I'm just going to build a trellis for you today, and you can take some notes, or you can get the, 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 the uh, tape afterwards, or whatever it is these days, not tapers, it's old, old language. Uh, get a download. And to help you even more, you're going to have a memory verse, which I want you to take away with you and remember from this message. Are you up for that? You don't look too sure. And to make it even easier for you to memorize this verse, it's John 14, 14. So it's not like John 14, was it 7 or John 14, 9? What did he say John 14? John 14, 14. And John 14, 14 says this. Jesus is speaking and he is saying, you may ask me for 
anything in my name and I will do it. That's a great verse, isn't it? If any verse you want to memorize this year and thinking, okay, I'm going to pray. Why am I praying? Because I can ask Jesus for anything in his name and he will do it. My encouragement to you, brothers and sisters, when we're talking about prayer, is to not think of it legalistically that if I pray for five minutes, I might get five minutes of blessing. Prayer, Jesus is encouraging. This is going to be for greater blessing, for greater works, for greater glory to Jesus that he goes because he's going to send the Father's promised Holy Spirit. He's going to lead us into living a life for Jesus. And we live this life for Jesus by connecting to him, by praying and understanding his will. So prayer needs some sort of structure in our day-to-day if we're going to learn to pray. And so these are the things I've learned, which I'm just going to share with you. A very practical sermon. See, most of you will know what I mean of when are you going to eat tomorrow. Most of you will have an immediate reference point of how you eat. You're not casual about eating, are you? None of you will go, I'll tell you what, it doesn't really matter if I pray. It doesn't really matter if I eat tomorrow. No, 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 you'll have a regime tomorrow, which I guarantee will have breakfast, lunch, and dinner at some point, unless you're fasting and spiritual. So let me just talk about the three times a day in the day-to-day we can pray. And the first one is breakfast. Breakfast, probably the most important meal of the day, yes? Thomas says to Jesus, Look, I cannot believe you're leaving us. I cannot believe you're... We've walked with flesh and blood God deity, and now you're saying it's better that I go away. Thomas is wanting intimacy. He's wanting that closeness. He's, he's desiring to have that fellowship with Jesus Christ. That desire should be in all of us every day of our life. God wants to walk as closely as they walked with Jesus in our life. He doesn't want prayer to seem like I'm praying across the cosmos and lobbing a prayer hoping Jesus might hear it. No, we're going to walk with the Holy Spirit, walking with Jesus every day of our life. And the way in which we must do this is we must begin our day to remind ourselves of that intimacy and that closeness that God wants with us. And so I've suggested, I would suggest to you there are five R's which I want to illustrate to you of how you do that. First of all, you need to set your alarm. This might be really too spiritual for most of you. Five or ten minutes early. And when it goes, you don't switch it off onto the snooze button. You get up. Lie in bed and think, I'm going to pray on my bed. I'll tell you this, sleep wins. Bed wins every time. I've tried it. Oh, morning, Jesus. Oh, wow, it's snooze button. First R is I retire. I go to a place, I make myself a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, get myself into a place where I am awake. Jesus says, go into your room. The second R is I read. I read the Bible. How does God speak to you today to day? He speaks through his 
word and by his spirit. But the word is how we test that the spirit is also speaking to us. So we, we spend time every day, brothers and sisters, we need to do this with ourselves and with the Bible. I would really encourage you to get a Bible. I know most of you are on smartphones, but smartphones have the disadvantage of the interrupting your quiet time or your noisy time with God. Because suddenly the, the sports news, oh, that's interesting, spurs of science. You're suddenly distracted when you should be focused. So you read. and you, I would say to you, read a portion of Scripture three times through. So here I am. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you, I'm up. Thank you for my cup of tea. You may ask me for anything in my name. And I'll tell you, you may ask me for anything in my name. And you may ask me for anything in my name. Okay, and I will do it. So you're going reading it three times. The third R is to you then reflect. What did Jesus expect the disciples to do with that? What were the disciples hearing? When Jesus says, you may ask me anything, what were they hearing? Were they thinking, oh, this is Aladdin? Rub the, rub the genie's lamp and 10,000 years can give you such a crick in the neck. Were they thinking that was going to be the sort of, I can ask for a palace, I can ask for a beautiful woman or man, I can ask for... Was that how they were thinking? No, they, they, they were wanting an intimacy. They were wanting to carry on the work of Jesus, the life of Jesus. So they, and Jesus is saying to them, ask me. Don't be quiet, ask me. So reflect on what they would have heard. And then the fourth R is respond. Take what they would have heard and then say, well, how do I put this into practice for my day to day? What does God want me from that scripture today that I've been meditating on, I've been thinking about, what does God want me to do today with that text? And the final R is regurgitate. Chew the cud. Go over and over. I tell you, scriptural memorization is a wonderful tool for advancing the kingdom of God. Lots of people say, do you know what I think about this? Do you know what I think about politics? Do you know what I think about Donald Trump? Do you know what I think about what's going on with Boris Johnson? Do you know what? I'm not in the slightest bit interested. I'm interested in what God thinks, what God wants, what God's kingdom, what God's will is. And therefore, I need to memorize Scripture because otherwise I'd fall back into my thinking instead of God's thinking. Scripture memorization is putting a sword in your hand so that when you are challenged in spiritual battle, you know how to advance the kingdom. Breakfast, important meal of the day, five hours to help you, remind you you how to do it. By the way, we we prayer journal, this isn't a rule, this isn't a legalistic thing to do, Heather and I both prayer journal, and at the end of a year, end of a seat, we turn back at all the prayers we've been praying, praying for this church, praying for this leadership, praying for training leaders, praying, and we go, wow. God answered that prayer, and he answered that prayer. I also draw the prophecies that I give, so I'll go home and draw a picture of fire or a sports car for Jamie, and then I can pray for him that he lives out what I felt the Holy Spirit wanted to encourage him with. So we use prayer journals, and and they're a wonderful thing to look back on. They're, They're just beautiful. Breakfast. Ready to do breakfast tomorrow morning? Eager to get up early, 10 minutes early? Okay, let's move to lunch. Can you put yourself, 
Philip says, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough. Can you picture Philip in his confusion? Jesus saying, uh, I'm going to the Father. It's better that I go to the Father. And don't worry, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And, and everything in Philip's life, on that day even, is like smashed into a thousand pieces. I love walking with Jesus. I, I, I just like the, the fun we have. I love, I love the fact that I can see Jesus laying hands on people. I, I love it. And, and, I, and I was thinking that Rome would be booted out. I'm thinking that Pilate would be uh, a long gone memory. And now it seems like I'm a humpty dumpty life with thousands of broken pieces all around me can't see the wood for the trees and Jesus says look 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 at me look at me look at me Philip if you see me you've seen the father you want to know exactly what the father's like look at me there's no God in heaven that isn't exactly like me because I'm in the father and the father is in me so lunchtime comes round, and I think Anglicans call this the prayer of recollection Lunch comes round, and you and I have started a day, and all our morning prayers may already be like shards of pottery. <laughs> oh, I was praying for a great conversation with that person on the bus, and they told me to push off. I was praying my kids would get into that school, and they've been booted into this other school. I'm praying that I would really have this wonderful opportunity to bless the homeless. And he told me to F off. And I got really cross with him and told him to F off. And I, I, I just feel like, I feel like my whole morning has gone into broken pieces. Well, that's right. A lot of our mornings do end up as broken shards of pottery. So what do we do at lunchtime? This is what we do at lunchtime. We collect all those broken pieces and we bring them back to Jesus. You say, how do you do that? Well, it's really simple because Jesus helped us. Can you remember his disciples said, can you teach us how to pray? And remember what Jesus said? He said, pray learn like this. So at lunchtime, when he comes around at lunchtime, this is just a freebie. This is how you can pray at lunchtime. Go out of your office, switch your phone off, Find a little place and do the five P's of the Lord's Prayer. Okay? So this is how I do it, okay? I'm, I'm rushing because I, I, I'm preaching. No, I'm rushing because it's a busy day. And I start with this P. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. I can go any which direction on that prayer alone, on that praise direction alone. I can go into Father. He is my Father. I can go to Holy. He is righteous and he's made a way that I might know him. I can go to his name. And when I start thinking of his name being provider and savior and king and Lord and prince of peace, I can, I can spend quite a lot of time. If I want to, I can spend an hour in worship and praise because you can't exhaust God. But it's a good place to start. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. So we start with praise. The next thing we pray is purpose. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Lord, all morning I've been praying for my kingdom to come and my will to be done, to be honest. And I want to remind myself that there is a greater will than my will. There is a greater king than my kingdom and I want yours to be glorified and I want yours to come. And even if it looks like a thousand broken pieces, even if I feel like I've messed up, I thank you that you can turn what the enemy meant for evil for good. I thank you there is a will, a good, pleasing, imperfect will, as it says in your word, for me to walk in, and I'm going to walk in that will today. I'm not a 
floating feather, forest gump breeze, blown hither and hither. I am the child of the living God, and God is for me. And he has a will that I, he wants to make as easy as possible for me to walk into, not as difficult, like it's a whodunit. The third P is provision. This is a great P to just remind ourselves. Give us this day our daily bread. That daily bread, by the way, covers our, our, our work, our, our, where we live, our roof over our head, food that we eat, uh, provision for friends and church. We, we want to... Go to, God's really interested in that. He isn't interested in that, oh, they're all in church this morning, what a surprise. Well, I'm really interested in what they pray in church. But boy, when they get out of church, if they're praying about their friendship or their sports club or their hobby, or whatever, I'm not very interested in that. No, God is interested in all of our life. He richly provides every blessing he pours out onto our life that we can turn it back to praise. So there's provision and then there's pardon. Forgive me as I forgive those that sin or trespass against me. We need to keep short accounts. Be killing sin or it will be killing you. It will. Don't play fast and loose with sin. Don't play fast and loose with things that you know will destroy your spiritual hunger and your, your love for Jesus. Keep short accounts. God, I'm sorry I lost my temper. God, I'm sorry I looked lustfully. God, I'm sorry I, I, I didn't do that prompting of the Holy Spirit. God, I, I'm really messed up in that area. And Lord, thank you there's forgiveness. And as you want, going to freely forgive me, I want to make sure I freely forgive those that have annoyed me and sinned against me. And the final P, and you can do this in five minutes, you can do this in ten, is protection. Deliver us from the evil one. We need to realize, brothers and sisters, we are in a battle. And therefore, we need to fight that good fight of faith. And we need to lay hold of the fact that we are advancing his kingdom, your kingdom come, and the enemy will fight us tooth and nail. So that's your lunchtime. You reckon you do lunch, breakfast, got it, lunch, quite easy, five Ps. Lord's Prayer is quite a nice way of doing it. And then you come to the final session of the day, which is dinner. You can do this around your meal table, the dinner time prayer, but don't make the mistake of trying to be something you're not. I once said to our kids, I listened to John Piper. He used to do like a 40-minute Bible study every day with his kids who all thought it was wonderful. I tried it with my kids, and after about five minutes, I was yelling at them, sending them into their room, and then saying, this is God's time. Just be quiet and enjoy it. Smile like you're enjoying it. I mean, it didn't go down well. We reverted to the plan B, which was like five minutes of finding things to thank God for. I love the way Jesus finishes in this, in, in this passage we've read today, just in terms of uh, an encouragement that he, and it goes on obviously to talk about the vine and the branches, but he's saying uh, to, to Philip, if you love me, you'll obey my commands, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor. So the intimacy that God is promising is in the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the one who makes Jesus alive to us. And the Holy Spirit is the spirit of grace. We do not live by law. Prayer isn't about law and me trying to make you do something by law this morning. 
Walk by the Spirit and you'll not gratify the desire of the sinful nature. Be filled with the Holy Spirit that you might speak to one of the Psalms and hymns. Living the life of the Spirit is what you and I are called to. And so at the end of a day, I'm not going to give you the long version, I'm going to give you the short version because most people I've discipled in this always remember the short version rather than the long version. You're coming to put your head on your pillow even. It's been a hard day, busy day. Not quite sure how to pray. There's two things you need to do before you close your eyes and surrender. One is this. Ask this question. Where did I meet God today? Where did I meet God today? Was it in that time in church? Was it in that time in that prophetic? Was it in that time when I, I just gave the homeless person that, that sandwich and he opened up his life to me? Where did, where did I meet God today? Thank you, Jesus, that we can do greater things. Thank you, Jesus, as an adventure, a will, that you're, you're ahead of me. And the second question is this, where did I miss God today? I've been in a newsagent, person in front of me, big queue in the newsagent, and the person in front of me goes, oh God, what is wrong with this world? Turn around, look to me, and I've gone. I've been silent. I've missed God in that moment. But here's the good news, brothers and sisters, why we need to do the prayer at the end of the day like this is there is grace for tomorrow. God doesn't go, three strikes and you're out. No, when we say, where well, I missed God today, God, I'm sorry I missed you. I had an opportunity to bless and I missed it. I had an opportunity to stand up for you, I missed it. I had an opportunity to avoid sin and I blew it. There is grace upon grace upon grace in the life of this Holy Spirit. But the beauty of this prayer is God cleans us up and says, I'll give you another chance. Go again tomorrow. Find that my grace is inexhaustible. So three meals, three ways to pray in the day. My prayer is that you and I, we're doing this more and more. We're practicing the peas on the way up. Heather Iron, as we're driving the car this morning, we're going through the peas, taking it in turns is that you can put this into practice. If you want to be blessed as a church, if you want to be blessed in your life of intimacy with the Holy Spirit, and it's me in prayer this, this year, you need not to hear this this morning. You don't need to say to me on the way out, thanks very much, very interesting. You need to do it. And so I'm going to pray for you that each of you will take a step, that this seed finds good soil in your heart, and you will know in deeper intimacy of prayer as a church, but also as an individual as you walk with Jesus. Why don't you stand in the worship group, please come up. Lord, I pray for this precious church this morning. I thank God you're for it. I thank you they love you. I thank you for every person here this morning listening to this message. I pray it would be a year for all of us to know you more. Lord, Philip didn't know you. He thought he knew you, but he didn't know you. That the Father was in you. You're in the Father, the Holy Spirit. I pray for a deeper Trinitarian walk for every single believer in this room today. I pray for any unbelievers in this room. Lord, this would have made no sense whatsoever, but I pray a hunger in them that our spirit creates to know this triune God. And I pray, Lord, for every one of us to now think, is it breakfast? Is it to get up five minutes early? and to put some of these into practice? Is it lunch where I can just set that little time aside at one o'clock or one, whatever time I have my lunch just to spend five minutes 
saying the Lord's Prayer, remembering. And Lord, I pray for every one of us in the evening as we put our head on the pillow. It wouldn't be all the fears and worries and anxieties of the day, but Lord, those two questions, where do I miss God today? Where do I meet God today? And I pray you make us deeper and deeper prayers, deeper and deeper walkers with Jesus. Lord, I pray this would bear fruit, lasting fruit throughout the whole of our lives. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.